Hello and welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast. I am Paul Gannon. I'm Eli Silverman. Hello. And we have a very special episode today um, for many reasons. One, it's a bit unusual. We're not doing it live in front of an audience. Uh, and two, uh, we're doing it uh, because um, we're doing it from... I'm in Southampton and where are you? I'm here in London in beautiful Haringey. And we are um, using the magic of the internet to record this very special edition of Cheap Show. Episode 8, The Latitude Special. Ooh. So um, explain to the lovely listeners, in case they don't know, what Latitude is. Uh, Latitude is the uh, Northern Hemisphere's biggest collection of uh, Lib Dem voters. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, a a kind of mixed arts festival they have in Suffolk every year. Mm. And we were invited in our capacity as comedy performers to entertain their Guardian voting crowds. Guardian voting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd vote Guardian, wouldn't you? I'd vote Guardian. <laughs> God. Anyway. The point being is that um, we went to Latitude to do some shows. You had one with a friend of yours called Mark Allen, didn't you? Yes. Um, possibly the last ever live show with the original lineup of the Humble Quest for Universal Genius, uh, or better known as Universal Genius. Aye, indeed. And uh, you were opening on Thursday night at the Literary Arena. And then the Geekatorium, which is the show that is the kind of mothership to Cheap Show, uh, was closing the Sunday night at the same arena. Uh, and what we thought we'd do, like we did a year or so ago, is record a kind of um, in-situ live report of the festival as it happens. And, and we did that, didn't we, Paul? To the best of our ability, yes, we did. Uh, we thought we'd try uh, and slot in some uh, um, cheap show-esque uh, reviews of the food and entertainment. Well, it was more food, really. It was mostly just food, actually, yeah. Um, so I reckon what we should just do is uh, get the clips going. Let's uh, get and clips let- on the road. All right, let's do this. Here is clip number one from our Latitude 2015 experience. Hello. And welcome to Cheap Show at Latitude 2015. My name is Paul Gannon. And I'm Eli Silverman, hello. And it is, I guess it's day one for our full day here, but actually it's day two, because um, it's Friday, and we got here Thursday, didn't we? Why? To do this show, I had to do a show last night. Now, you may be wondering why our voices seem a little bit broken. And that's because we had one too many drinks... Yeah, I'm in a concurrence, accordance with that. Yeah. I really overdid it, and uh, I'm too old for this shit. This is exactly like last year's episode now, isn't it? Yeah. Us just... Com- yeah, it, I feel really dreadful, actually. I'd like to talk about one event that happened last night, though. One event that I think is an interesting thing at Latitude. The festival, 2015, where Tia is... We were in the woods, weren't we? Me, you, Mark Allen, who presents Humble Quest for Universal Genius, and Gavin... Osborne. 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 Gavin Osborne. um, All just drinking and having a merry old time in the woods, and then every now and then, a big swarm of tomorrow people (laughs) would just... Explain, what was going on? People in high-vis vests, litter picker-uppers is what they were officially, but they... um, swept the place like a, a plague of locusts like a, like a mini plague of locusts didn't they and they just came they went and when they came past us we had we'd been drinking some beers we had the cans 
The empties, we don't want to litter. It's a perfect opportunity for us to, to, you'd think, go, here, litter picker-upper. Let us help you. Let's put some of this. We addressed two of them. Hey, I've got some cans. They ignored us. But not in a kind of rude way, just in a kind of, it wasn't like we were even their way. They, like, saw through us and just walked past. It was really creepy. And when, like, 20 of these people walk for your area and they all don't look at you and they're all looking down at the ground for tins and cans. It was really eerie. And then we saw them go across the whole Latitude main eating arena, didn't they? Just in one big high-vis lightning bolt. Yeah, weird. Very weird. So that was interesting. We spoke to one guy who uh, had been up for 12 hours on a shift. Yeah, he, he seemed pretty uh, tired. He seemed very tired. So we gave him a tin of 7-Up and some Skittles. Oh, yeah. He, was, he, he, he cheered up after that, didn't he? I think the touch we bring to Latitude, I think that touch makes people's lives different. Yeah, we're I, bringing something. We're changing lives at Latitude, yeah? Yeah, we're changing lives at Latitude. Day by day, we're going to change a life. So four lives <laughs> will be altered. So that was last night. The show, by the way, Humble Quest, went very well. Thank you, yeah, it did. Yeah, it went well. It was good. The fireworks. Oh, yeah, say about the fireworks. The opening fireworks happened in the middle of the show, and they were kind of... It was seven minutes and one second exactly. of exp- that interrupted your show. And quite loudly. It wasn't like it was in the distance. It was like someone firing a gun off. <laughs> it's like uh, the Somme, orally. You know. The oral som. <laughs> it was the oral som, yeah. But I mean, um, in other news, I really need to go for a shit. Um, the first, the first of my festival shits. I'm just hoping it won't be too traumatic. It's the, it's the waiting. It's the wait. I'm going to go. I'm going to go and do it now. Well, it's a very exciting development, and I, w- I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Maybe you can come back and report on how it went. All right. All right I will. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Right, so uh, you're up to date. Diddly do, do, do. If if you want to know how the poo went, (laughs) how did it go? I don't think I asked you. It was fine. The toilets there are actually quite good. The ones in the in the performers camping, don't you know? Um, I think it was. I think I mentioned it later on, but it's largely down to the fact that it wasn't wet weather, so they didn't look completely disgusting. Yeah. so that was quite successful, yes. Yeah, and that whole bit about um, the, the the cleaner uppers, which I'd never noticed before in previous years, was just really creepy in a kind of village of the dam type way. I don't think it was the same in previous years. No, do you think they were hard lined, kind of garbage picker uppers? They just trucked them in straight from Calais, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like mincemeat out the end of the tunnel. Oh dear. On zero hour contracts, and you know. Well, you know, in in the end of the day, it's perfect for a middle cl- class um, festival to use the uh, benefit of the lower classes to help make our experience more enjoyable. <laughs> Do you say so? Well, I might edit that out. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a good show, I remember. But the fireworks were a massive, loud seven minute and one second distraction. Yeah, they were deafening. But what are you going to do? What can you do? Well, we we were lucky in that the tent was so packed that people did want to start leaving to go out, but then they were sort of um, coagulating around the uh, exits, so yeah. the people who were still in there couldn't actually leave. Well, so 
that's great for you, but also possibly a death trap waiting to happen. Could have been if some kind of fire had started, yes. Yeah, like if a wayward firework came towards the tent and uh, set fire to the awning. That'd be pretty bad. But, you know, we're projecting. That didn't happen. I'm no. sure Latitude has a great track record with fire safety. Yes, but not with rape. <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on, uh, I think we'll play the next clip. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting into this. This is uh, weird. It is weird, but uh, it's novel. Uh, right, clip number two. So we are now in the main arena in Latitude. Um, it's busy, full of people, isn't that right? Yes, and it's some strange weather conditions. It's very hot and sweaty, but also raining slightly. We're finding it unsettling. It's sunshine in the, on a rainy day by Zoe. If anyone remembers that, there was a decade. I remember it. It's good. Yeah. It's not good. It's awful. Oh, yeah. Right, so anyway, as always when we're here, we like to see what food we can get for the prices available. And it's all about the same price this year, about 8 to £10, depending on what you buy. Yeah. It's not cheap by any means, but they haven't gone really stupid, have they? I mean... It's exactly what you expect for festival prices. It's festival prices. It's more, it's more expensive. So what have you gone for then gone today? For pizza from the wood-fired Mama Joy's. Mama Joy's Pizzeria. I'm not... I'm not holding out a lot of... What, which pizza do you get? I got the double pepperoni, but I asked for extra chilli, and she went extra chilli, yeah, as if, like, she's not going to remember that. So that'll be the test for me. So hopefully we'll come back a bit later with a food tasting report. Yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. You, you can have a slice, Paul. Of course. That's very kind of you, thank you. Yeah, you fancy a slice? Yes. All right, good. Thank you. I'll apportion you a portion. Good. And uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have that report for you very soon. Well, that was a thrilling clip, wasn't it? It was brief. Uh, it was the preamble to the first uh, bit of cheap eats. That's true. Actually, it's probably worth mentioning now that we always hope to have good weather at Latitude. Sometimes we're not that lucky. Sometimes it pisses down. But um, fucking hell, was it hot that year. It was really awful. It, I wouldn't say awful, but it was hard to find anywhere comfortable to relax. Listen, Paul, right? All right. Friday at Latitude, right? I was, I'd was i been bitten what, by what turned out to be horseflies. <laughs> that's a cheap eat in itself, isn't it? My, yeah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> My arm was swollen. Yeah. Not only the horseflies, probably about, I don't know, two or three hundred mosquito bites on the rest of my body. Wow. Itched to fuck. And uh, uh, I was hungover. It was a two-day hangover. It was really bad. I just needed to not be awake. And uh, I couldn't hydrate myself. And I was just boiling in half in, half out of the tent. And I have to say, I don't know how I did it, but this year was probably the worst tent experience of my whole festival-going career. That can't be true. No, it was. If anything, it was an arid... I mean, look, I never went into your tent, nor did I ever, ever want to. But well, it can't have been that bad in there. It was really, really uncomfortable. Ugh. I mean, I know for a fact that you couldn't go in your tent to get any shade because it was just a heat box in there. That's right. I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it in a clip coming up, but I did fall asleep uh, on the kind of ground sheet just outside my tent. And when I woke up, my cheek was submerged in my own sweat puddle. Nice little sweat puddle. Yeah. So, yeah, hot, very, very hot. Um, but I'd rather have that than pissing down weather all the time. I mean, that's just depressing and grim. 
pretty pleasant, really. I was just like... I just didn't feel good on Friday, you know? No, I know. I, however, for the listeners at home, wasn't bitten at all. Like, at all. That's because your blood is uh, bitter. And and probably tainted with scouse venom. <laughs> yes. So I think it's time to find out what you thought of that pizza, isn't it? Oh, is that what's next? I hope so. Okay. Let's find out. Some time has passed, and now we are at the point where Eli has gotten his pizza from the pizza place here at Latitude. Um, Mama Joyce. Mama Joyce Pizzeria. Uh, go through the process of what you found when you opened the box and through to your first taste sensation. Visually, it's poor, basically. It's looking, it looks bad. The pepperoni's obviously uncooked. It hasn't cooked at all. The, the pepperoni's just sitting and the cheese is, you can still see the shape of the gratings of the cheese. It's not like a, an even cover of cheese. Very lacklustre display. It's visually, it's just not very good at all. Now, it is nice and hot, and it tastes all right. About what's right? Just the just the amount you need for it to taste like a pizza. Yeah, it's uh, you know, the dough is not too thick. Um, Pepperoni's all right, although it's uncooked. Uh, they've they've got my order right with the chili. There is chili on that, just but again raw red chili just sort of chopped um, so he's just it's just half the course then basically for festival pizza that's a shame that's a shame out of 10 I'll give it 6 that's been generous a generous 6 I'll tell you one thing though looking at the people who work there they do not look happy I did not see one smile not even faked the woman who served me did smile when she when she produced the pizza, she was so yeah. She looked like she wasn't happy, but she was smiling anyway. You know, take the pizza and fuck off. Uh, yeah, she was Scottish as well. Uh, you always Scottish. I heard one just say, "What's your name, love?" Pam. <laughs> that was my favourite little moment. Right. Yeah, they're all Scottish. So it's a Scottish pizza company, obviously, and um, I won't be going back there ever. So, although I'm, not, you know, it's it's okay. I mean, it's filling a gap. And it was what, eight quid, you say? Eight quid, yeah. Pretty expensive, really. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, that's our first review down. We'll have another report later on. Maybe some some nachos. We'll go for some nacho review later on, Okay. I think a nacho is a good way to go forward with this. It's the next lateral step. Well, what I actually want to eat, though, is the West Indian, uh, which is always here. All right, cool. All right, we'll figure that out later on in the podcast. Oh, look, there's a man selling strawberries and ice cream in an oversized pot. I'm not buying it. I can't. I'll taste the pizza. Pizza update by Paul Gannon. After I finished recording, I was offered a slice of the pizza, which I duly tried with good faith. And yeah, like Eli, it didn't have much of a flavour. The spice was carrying it mostly. The bread was serviceable. It was not. This is the, the point, though. The point is, is that as a final affront to my goodwill, it squirted its sticky, oily chilli juice all over my thigh, staining my beige canvas. Combat. They're very fetching pair of combat trousers. Very fetching, and they, they, the look is ruined. And now they look like I've been stabbed or in some kind of a tomato fight. I'm going to look like a nana. Well, anyway, as a result of that f- disgusting disgusting slap to the face 
I'm going to give that pizza um, a two. Okay. <clears throat> Good. So, yeah, I'd just like to say uh, I was extremely generous giving that six. I thought so. I thought so. I think you amend uh, your uh, review later on, actually. I think you do comment upon that. It, it just keeps getting worse, that pizza. As time goes on, it's going to be like up there with Hitler in about five years. <laughs> I don't think you can compare pizza to Hitler other than the well, fact that they end with the, word, the sound le. But who's to know, Paul, you know, how history will judge things? Well, the Third Reich or the Third Slice? That is yeah. the question. Oh, is that some wordsmithery? Not particularly good wordsmithery, but yes, it kind of counts. I couldn't think of um, a better, you know, th- witty thing without getting tasteless, like saying, well, they're both used to putting things in ovens or, you know, whatever. Oh, God. We've lost it. We've lost. We've mentioned the Nazis now. You brought it, the Nazis up. All right. Sorry. I merely tried to capitalise upon it, <laughs> which isn't as good. Um so yeah, that pizza. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was inoffensive to the point of being offensive, if that makes sense. You know, it yeah. was like the least amount of effort needed to be a pizza. Basically, the the barest minimum. But what I hated about it more was the whole store looked like a fake Italian pizza that they painted it up to make it look like there was, you know, um, fire ovens in there and like it was like, you know, like it looked fake. It almost looked like a kind of ghost train if the ghost train's theme was Italian pizzeria. Yeah, ghost train pizzeria. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. It had a very carny feel, didn't it? Very carny feel. It was that one um, Texas smokehouse. Oh, we'll get to that. That gets it's... brought up later. Oh, it's all about the food. We haven't mentioned one single uh, recording artist or performer yet. We didn't see a single or artist or, or performance. You saw Portishead, didn't you? I did see Portishead. I think I mentioned that in a clip later on. Listener, we're just going to be repeating the word. Let me just say latitude three times in a row. Latitude, latitude, latitude. I'm going to throw in an extra latitude at this point too. Latitude. Um, <laughs> right, so let's play the next clip. Oh. And we're back. Um... Eli wants to update us with the latest information. So, Eli, what have you got for us in our next Latitude report? We wandered around after the distinctly disappointing pizza. Distinctly disappointing. Staining. Staining the pizza. Experience marring? Experience marring pizza. And then we walked around a bit. And uh, you bought a Pepsi. And uh, we went to the tree. The tree that I was climbing a tree... That's it. We haven't. Have we mentioned the tree climbing yet? Last night we all got a little bit merry. Uh, drinks were had. Comments were made. And, and I, uh, I was basically egged on to uh, to do some climbing, which uh, I was happy to. You know, it was uh, my choice, my own choice. And um, you did well. Thank you. Yeah. Apart from that, what time I tried to poke you with a massive stick? To, yeah, that wasn't good. Especially, yeah, that wasn't good. Anyway, um, but um, you were coming right for me. It was protection. What happens is you get up a few feet off the ground, then the fucking, you know, vertigo kicks in and you're clinging on like a baby after that. <laughs> you know? So, you know, yeah. bravado turns to, like, abject fear, like, quite quickly in those tree climbing situations. So, that was last night's adventures. Um, it was a lot of fun. Today, not so many adventures. More, we just woke up really slowly. Really badly, really badly. I mean, I felt... I felt Felt real, real wrong, real wrong, real wrong. And we're going to just do some, do some recharging now. I think just basically, you know, base camp. We're back at base camp. That's it. So, 
that's it we're checking out do you want to talk about you having a wank in the showers I don't want that included in the podcast actually well you know free speech over and out thank you <laughs> you, you know too much now so um, yeah you climbed a tree I did indeed, yes, uh, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That tree was a lovely old tree, wasn't it? With all the the branches drooping yeah. down and touching the forest floor, so it was quite easy to climb. It's an inviting tree. Mm. You look like a little uh, little denim Mowgli. Oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah. What was brilliant was when you threatened me with a pointed stick. I didn't threaten you. I was merely guarding myself because you were looking quite agitated up in that tree. You, I, th- I, I thought got you, I thought you were going to pounce like like a tiger. What from off the tree? From yeah, three meters up. Can I just say that is horseshit? It's not horseshit. It is. You thought it'd be a fucking fun thing. Oh, look at Paul! What a lad! He's got a pointed stick. He's threatening Eli when he's when I'm at my most vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You admitted it. Thank you. Yeah, you admit a cunt. Okay. So look. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, you know what we did? We mentioned that I lost my phone. That whole thing, that was fun. Wasn't oh, it? that no. Well, it was fun for us, but not so much for you. So after the tree climbing um, happened, we all repaired back to the bar within the performers' camping area, mm. and uh, I realised I didn't have my phone on me after I bought everyone a drink in a in a, a moment of joie de vivre, mm. and. Uh, I no one could get any signal. That's one thing about latitude. Oh, no signal, no contact at the outside world at all. No, uh, no, uh, no four G either, is there? No, you, we had to huddle at Wi-Fi spots, didn't we? Just to just to reach out to our friends and family. Oh, it was a fucking disgrace, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. come on. Well, I mean, look, they, at least they had Wi-Fi spots. I don't remember them doing it last year, and that was great. It meant I could update with a, a Facebook saying Eli's up a tree or. Eli's lost his phone <laughs> or Eli forgot to bring the sheet because he's a fucking massive cock uh, things like that um, so yeah you lost your phone and I decided I'd left it by the tree which is a good 10 minutes away Yeah. so I ran all the way back there in the middle of the night and looked extensively it wasn't there oh, so no. all the way back and then I was thinking god why do I give a shit so much about my phone and then I was thinking perhaps it's good that I lost my phone because I'm always on it and it's uh, dominating my life, and it's like I've lost a child or something here. Mm. Uh, and then we got back, and you phoned it, and I'd left it at the bar there. Yeah. <laughs> you massive knob. <laughs> Which was a relief. But, uh, yeah. It was a relief, and um, it meant you could go back to being frustrated that you can't play Scrabble. <laughs> yes, basically. It was used, it was a brick, but, you know, at least I had it. Well, the, the common thought amongst us was basically... Um, when you can't do anything with your phone, it's practically a calculator. Yes. Yeah. Unless your calculator app, it works offline. I mean, online. Yeah. But don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you found your phone and all was well. You didn't lose anything else, did you, that weekend? Some of my dignity. Most uh, of your dignity. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's find out what happens in the next clip. Let's roll the next clip. It is now around, uh, what time is it about? Quarter past nine. Quarter past nine. 
on Friday at Latitude, and it's the time to update you on our Nacho's decision. Now, I'll start with my attempt. I went to get Nacho's at one of the Mexican places, and I think I was disappointed. For £5, I got Nacho's with cheese and sour cream, and I would have enjoyed it had it not been for the fact that bugs were raining down on my creamy Nacho's like asteroids. It was just one after the other, dive bombing and dying on my food, one after the other. And you can see the life ebb away as they're consumed by the runny, horrible orange cheese. So I couldn't eat most of it, not all of it, because basically it was littered with dead bugs. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a very poor four out of ten. Um, Eli, over to you. Yeah, well, you obviously made a mistake in your ordering because you went for just a too simple in order. You've got nachos, you've got to have the variety, don't you? You've got to have a bit of this, a bit of that. So I spent a few quid more, and I think my nacho experience was quite a lot better than yours. Um, you know, um, I went for the chili cheese nachos. How much? 5.50. So only 50p more for chi chili. You know what I mean? You could add chili for 50p more. So, um, and then I went for extra jalapenos. I've got to have that spice. Got to have it. Got to have it. Got to have it, baby. You know, got to have that spice. And um, I did. And, yeah, they were pretty good. Nice chips. Nice corn chips. Um, what really pushed it over the top for me, though, is that my friend Mark was uh, in the queue in front of me. He was given the option, the choice, of grated cheese or the cheese nacho cheese sauce. You know, the stuff, yeah. the, uh, melty the melty squirty stuff that they give you in cinemas. I like them both, so does Mark, and he said, oh, I can't make my mind up. Could I have both? And she said yes, and so I saved me the job of asking for both because I just went, I'll have exactly what he had. And she went, you want the cheese as well like that, double cheese? Yes, yes, I fucking do. And that's what I did. So, ultimately it was good, right? Seven. Oh, okay. With the pizza, I have to say, the pizza, I just gave it too high a score earlier. It's only a three. Really? Wow. Yeah. It was terrible, a terrible pizza. It's also worth noting, we've been to this festival now two days, and we've seen fuck all of the music, the performers, the live events, the readings, the poetry, nothing. We've just wandered around, had a bit of a nap, you know, smoked it up, gone for a walk, had a drink, eaten food. It's been very cultural for us. And we aim to fix that. Well, I aim to fix it tomorrow. When Eli has to run away. Run away and do some stuff back in London town. But until then, we'll keep the reports coming. Maybe something exciting will happen later. So that Mark, uh, Alan and you getting Nacho story was very enthralling. Thanks, Paul. Yes, I like to... Uh... I like to tell a good getting nachos tale. Yeah, you do like to try and tell a good story involving nachos, and that was one of your best. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, so those nachos were all right, actually. It, that's why they're so popular in festivals. It's hard to go wrong. It's just literally some ingredients. And it's the cheapest thing you're going to get there, by and large. Uh, yes, in terms of value, if you're talking cheap eats, you do get quite a lot of uh, carbohydrate. I didn't get to eat much of mine, to be honest, mainly because it was littered with the thousands and thousands of dead bugs uh, scattering themselves liberally across my melty cheese. At least they were in your melty cheese rather than biting my f melty flesh. 
Yeah, but it was like kamikaze gnats. Just I was, I would, it, it, I would just sit there and look at it for a minute or two, and just see them just go, spunk, 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 and it just put me off because I had to eat all around them. So I only really ate half of what I bought. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. And as mentioned earlier, you did correct your pizza score. Uh, yes, I've corrected the pizza score, but uh, now with some hindsight, I'd like to re-correct it, if I may. You can, uh, of course. And we'll just go to minus seven billion. <laughs> oh, good. From one extreme to the other. Right, let's play the next clip. It was some warm bread. Oh, fuck. It was some warm bread that someone had introduced to a tomato in passing <laughs> with some raw foam meat slices. Anyway, you can hear in that last clip that you get all ooh about me going back to work on Saturday night, which I had to do. Yes, because um, I was a little bit concerned that you going away uh, would affect the Sunday show in some way, and I couldn't fathom at that time what that effect would be. We'll find out what the effect was later, though, won't we? Oh, we will, we will. We will. Right, let's play the fucking next clip. All right. Update, update. It's now time for Eli's I've Just Had a Curry Report. Eli, over to you. Well, uh, Paul, as you've said, I have... Breaking news. I have just had a curry, and it was quite nice and spicy, but it was meant to be lamb curry, and what it was was a kima kebab curry. Do you know what I mean? They have those kebab rolls that are sort of minced lamb and spice that they do, and they use that instead of actual lamb, so that's a bit of a jib, I think. It was still pretty tasty. Bit of a setback though to you. Quite a lot of it. Nice and spicy. Yeah. How much did you pay? Seven fifty. And would you say it was worth seven fifty? In the real world, you're talking three fifty. Well, we're not in the real world, Eli. We're in Latitudeville, and it's pricey. The cheapest thing I've seen so far is a bag of kettle chips for two pound. That's not true. I had a stick of licorice, sweet black original licorice, for fifty p. And so far. It's been the highlight of my eating experience. Fair enough. Do you have anything to add before we close this update curry report? No, I think we should just close the report there. Let's do that. So, yes, curry. That was worth yeah. it. Call it lamb curry was was mis-selling, if I'm being kind. Yeah. And was there, very right. little, was there very little lamb? Well, it wasn't lamb. It was these kebab rolls, the minced, you know. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, still, was it was it a good eat? It was quite nice, yes. And there was nice nice rice with it. The rice was well done. Yeah. And you got a bit of naan bread, obviously. Obviously. The, the naan was like a piece of dried goat's turd. I mean, you know, it was awful. It wasn't a proper naan. It was one of those awful... The kind of naan you get when you buy a, a kind of Indian set boxed meal from your co-op or whatever it's one of those exactly or exactly like that a round flat bread so there was all this corner cutting really i wanted to see you know a bit of gourmet action there was nothing that looked actually really good there that that I saw. no not really and usually you get something like a stew or you know like a, a proper pizza place with one of those uh i think there were proper pizza places there. i just think we didn't go like there was that volcano pizza emporium which looked impressive we didn't bloody do anything, did we? No. It was swollen. I looked like Popeye. Half of <laughs> Your whole body looked like Popeye's eye. <laughs> and the effect of uh, Tuborg 
the other thing we should mention is the booze there is you're very limited if you're buying booze there. Yeah, you're limited to what they allow you to buy. Which is Tuborg. Yeah. Um it seems to exist again in the real world. Um it's made by Carlsberg, but it only seems to pop up at festivals. It is the festival brew of choice, apparently. It's it's fine, it does the job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah job, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know. They, we at least partake in the drinking and the eating part of the festival, which a lot of you know cultural podcasts won't cover. We're doing a service. Well, that's good because we saw fuck all culture. Yeah. We really, I mean, nothing. We we actually went out of our way to push culture out of our system uh, while we were there. We didn't see the secret Ed Sheeran concert, the secret Tom York concert. We didn't see... Uh, uh, Boomtown Rats, which, although I was reliably it, told, was a massive, massive bag of shit. Yeah, I did actually, when I was returning to the site on the Sunday um, in the, a motor vehicle, Yeah, uh, you know, there's a palaver. You have to drive around to the Blue Gate and go in there and do that, and you know. Yeah. Uh, I could hear the Boomtown Rats. And did it sound like a rat going boom? Well, I the only reason I could hear know that it was the Boomtown Rats because it was this song where they go we are the Boomtown Rats oh good it wasn't just them doing I don't like Mondays seven times in a row and then calling it a day no they did the we are the Boomtown Rats song oh, I don't know why they keep getting booked I mean Bob Geldof what, what's the point Bob <laughs> Bob if you're listening what's the point <laughs> he speaks very highly of you Paul he so. doesn't we had a falling out yeah I said had... Live 8 was misguided Motherfucking livey. <laughs> um, should we just play the next clip then? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. We're at the end of the second night, and I just want to get Eli's feelings, emotional or physical, about how he's feeling. I'm feeling a bit drained, actually, Paul. Mentally, emotionally? Emotionally, I'm okay, pretty stable, but um, I'm quite drained mentally. You've had a rough day doing all that stuff you did today, like eating several times and lying down in the sun. And I had a couple of beers. Ladies and gentlemen, you should never mix the sun with drinking. It's a volatile combination. I, however, am feeling uh, reasonably mellow. In the background, you're listening to the sounds of... Happy's Fun Club. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that how I signed off? Yes, By twice. mentioning a much better comedy group and then burping. Yes, twice you did that. That's, you're right, that's twice. It's very unprofessional of me. Yeah, but, you know, that's uh, that's us. Yeah, it is us. Um, you can't say that we're not thorough. We're thoroughly unprofessional. Oh, completely. But that's the, our charm. That's why we have listeners. <laughs> one or two listeners who are faithful to our cause well Paul I, you know I've, I do feel a, a slight twinge of regret that I wasn't more up for just sort of uh, partying on the Friday it was reasonably subdued wasn't it this time I mean we had a good time but it was quiet it was a quiet festival for us yeah I just was just wrecked I would have yeah. got I was just two day hangover you know it was all that trying to have sex with trees and things like that. That was. You know. I wasn't trying to have sex. I was trying to climb them. Yeah, but you got a bit of wood, didn't you? I got almost got your wooden pole stabbed right through me. 
I would never have caused harm to your pretty face. Well, anyway, that curry was shit. (laughs) Yeah. Right, let's play the next clip. Next clip. I'll tell you what I will say, actually, about climbing trees. There were a lot of knobheads doing it this year, weren't there? Quite a lot of knobheads doing it. Every time we sat in that little area for a smoke or a chat, you'd always get a band of guys who thought they were the first person to have an idea about climbing that tree. And by and large, they tried to climb as high as they could, Yes, that's what you do when you climb trees, Paul. Well, not necessarily. You can go to a lower branch and just enjoy the dangle. You have never even done that. You were a sickly child at home with your... No, I'll tell tell you why I don't climb trees, mate, right? It's a personal story that I'm happy to recount now, Okay. So, I was once climbing trees with friends in a wood near the Cadbury's factory near where I grew up, and... um, Near Bourneville? No, no, there was a Cadbury's factory in Wirral. It was owned by a company called Premier Brands, but this Cadbury's factory made things like uh, the biscuits and the chocolate fingers and whatnot. Um, But there was a little wood not too far away from the factory. You could smell the chocolate when we walked home from school. Very, very, very Charlie and the chocolate factory kind of upbringing. But anyway, climbing a tree with all my (laughs) friends, and I'm like... Sleep with your grandparents? No, no, no. Now, I'm just saying we I could smell chocolate to and from school. Oh, right. That's it. But anyway, I'm climbing a tree with all my friends, about 14, 15, whatever the age, and I get to the top, and I'm like, I'm the best, and I stand on the top branch, and I reach out with my arms in a Rocky-style fashion, and then I hear a God Almighty snap, and the branch breaks. And this is quite... I don't know how tall the tree is, but it was a big tree, and I was a small person, and I began to fell. Um... You began to fall. I began to fall. Fuck you. I began to fall, all right? I fell. Um, but what happened was I didn't hit the ground because um, I bounced off two massive twigs and then this one kind of broken, already broken branch was sticking out of the tree and it caught my jumper. And as I fell, it grabbed the jumper and then scratched a great big fucking scratch right at my back and then left me hanging there. And as I looked down, in tears, still screaming, blood pouring down my back and choking as my jumper tries to throttle me on the branch, I could see my friends running off saying, fuck it, he's going to die, right? And they all wander away, and I'm hanging there for 20 minutes, right? Until, until one of the parents of one of the kids comes to look for me because obviously one of them told me what was going on. And this is, this is the sad thing. I've been hanging there for 20 minutes and the minute the dad turns up with the ladder, that's when that jumper gives way and I fell the rest of the way face first. Uh, so I just don't climb trees anymore. Um, Paul, just to let you know, my uh, uh, hourly fee has gone up to uh, £20. Continue. I'm not. You're not going to be my therapist. I'm not. I'm not getting therapy from the likes of you. Well, it sounds like it. That was... <laughs> anyway, the point is, I don't climb trees because it's a wanker sport. Right. So you you admit it's not entirely rational. Your this hatred you have of young people out at a festival and having a good time climbing a tree, getting back to nature. Yeah, there's a difference between that, right, and then going, oi, oi, when you're on a fucking branch and it snaps and you fall a couple of feet and your mates call you a wanker. No one did fall, did they? Yeah, one person did. They fell out of the tree and broke a branch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and remember, me and you, we laughed. Yeah, we laughed. Yeah, so good. That proves my point. Let's play the next fucking clip. All right, then. (laughs) We are walking back to our campsite now For the day has beaten us Wouldn't you say it beat us? Yeah That's all I've got Alright
We're very tired. We've not even done anything, but we're just fucking tired. Do you think it was just because of the fallout from yesterday night? Yeah, basically. And the sun. The sun was the biggest killer for me. I woke up in a pool of face sweat at the bottom of my tent. It was not classy at all. How's your tent been? Because it's, what, ten years old? It's uh, terrible. It's, uh, there's all mystery splodges <laughs> all over. Mystery splodges all over. And uh, it's just uncomfortable as fuck. Well, there you go. Uncomfortable as fuck. Um, my tent's been great so far. Not bad. Bought it £25 in Halfords. May as well keep the cheap show theme in. <laughs> right, may as well keep the theme in. Here's a car going past. For memory's sake, I believe it was a Jeep, but I can't guarantee that. It's very Jeep-like. So, just describe, we're walking back towards the camp. It's a long trail. Luckily, it's not been rainy, so this is all dry this year. It's great. It also means the toilets aren't caked in a mysterious filth. So, we're walking. And, uh... couple of singing minstrels walking by and that's the that's the vibe I like about festivals don't you the whole little microcosms of the world each little caravan each little tent just little like rear window but with tents I mean that one looked quite nice it's like an old van but they've kitted it out to look quite nice I thought yeah that's uh, an attractive looking van Um, what else to report? Nothing. So, yeah, we're heading back, and it's nice. It's a nice, this leafy English lane. Not leafy. What would you call this, then? A furrow? It's a dirt road in a park. See, you've got no um, romance. It's a dirt road, a park, where it's lit by loads of lights hanging down, which is beautiful, I think. Um, our tent camp area is across a small gully gully? moat? Uh, ditch? gully gully ditch ditch it's a ditch it's a ditch, <laughs> ditch. alright I was trying to dress it up But so we're now going to transverse the ditch by going down the uh, speak for yourself I'm going to the loo you're going to the loo? Yeah. Didn't you, why didn't you go up there? because it's more smelly up there it wasn't so smelly at all. It's a nice one. Those aren't nice ones. Show me the nice ones. <laughs> Show you the toilet. <laughs> you can, you, you're a big boy now. You can deal with that yourself. But I don't. I don't understand what makes these toilets so great. They're just further away from everyone, so they've been used less. That's my theory. Even though that's not true at all, because there's loads of tents around it, which means at least, let's just say, for example, no, no. But I have recorded that. <laughs> Do they offer? Were they they said no. They wanted to give. They wanted class A's off us. Yeah. What do, they, do we look like? Drug? Well, actually, we do look like drug dealers. <laughs> you obviously look like a drug dealer, and I've got a hoodie on. Yeah. No. But I don't know. Do you know many drug dealers who walk around talking into a microphone, digital recorder? No. 
I see now we're approaching the, uh, I believe the more upscale toilet next to the shower block, brightly lit so you can scrub your jewelry or purse any way you like. And uh, I've just realized I didn't really have to walk with you. No, you didn't. Don't know what you're doing. I'm just really tired. I still feel hungover. Yeah. Still feel just like, ugh. It's not quite right. Well. Yeah, well. There you go. We're uh, at the toilets now. It looks just as busy as any other block, mate. So, you know. We'll figure it out. I'm going to sign off and come back with the port where you've had a pee. What, what's wrong? You look confused. I'm just going to uh, go up against a tree. So you some people looking in the toilet there and bulking. So there's obviously some problems. Bulking is a very... I think if you, it's just going to go for a piss. You can go in the gully, in our ditch. Uh, all right. Yeah, it might not be too bad. Just don't go in the one that's been bulking people. Anyway... I'll report back on that in a bit. So we're back now, waiting on the report from Eli. He's been in there at least 30 to 40 seconds into the toilet, and he hasn't left. Distraught and emotionally disturbed. So we're looking like it's a clean toilet. The odds are good. I'm going to guess he's mid-pee right now. Possibly closer to the end than the beginning. Um, he's a brave guy. He really is. He's probably shaking off at this point now. Dabbing the last few droplets of urine away from his sad, crusty sausage roll of a penis. And he's emerged. He's out. He's looking bracing. Eli, how was that? It was okay. Can you go through uh, the overall atmosphere inside the toilet? Not too smelly. Wasn't one worth bulking at then? No, it was definitely not a bulker. And was it a long, satisfying stream or just a, a, you know an, an emptying of the bag? It was quite a heavy stream. Cool. And uh, the uh, hand soap sanitizer gel, how have you been finding that this year? It's not very good, is it? I found it surprisingly sticky, considering it's not meant to leave anything on your hands. Yeah. Well, these are just some of the amazing reports we'll continue to bring you at Latitude. What will be a cheap eat tomorrow? What's the best deal in the shop centre? That's what I might do. Go to the shops and see what deals are like. Maybe I can find a bargain or two. Uh, it's, it's a thought. Maybe we'll find out if Paul will decide to poo this festival. Because so far, I'm looking bound. I think my gut's going to lockdown. You've literally not done, you know, you haven't done a poo. I think I successfully evacuated my bowels before getting out, you know. I forced every last egg out of my body. And uh, I think I came in pretty, pretty, you know, riding high. So, we'll see anyway. I'm, uh, 
I'm hoping to save any and all poos for uh, the literary toilet because I think that's going to be the one where it's your safest bet. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. We're just here. We're always opposite the last white caravan. The gully's almost right there by this pole. And now we're going to cross it. This is uh, Paul Gannon on the move at Latitude 2015 at the 10th anniversary. Crossing a ditch. You watch this. I'm taking my first step. Don't get close to me. don't like it. Right. And now I'm going up. You can hear my feet. That's textbook. It's a nice, that's a nice even ditch to, uh, passing, uh, I like to think. So we now arrive back at our tents to retire. Eli is leaving tomorrow. Eli is going where? London. Good. And be back on Sunday with a fucking sheet, won't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or don't come back at all. All right. That's it is understood. So, this is Paul Gannon signing off for Cheap Show, Latitude Special 2015, day two. Do you have any final thoughts, Eli? No, thanks, Paul. Give what me the fuck? Say something. I just thought you don't want to sign off. Right, this is Eli also signing off. Uh, I'll try and do better, everyone, okay? Your comedy bag is empty. All right, let's get this to bed. Opening my zipper. I'm giving all the audience everything they need. I'm giving the audience everything they need. I see it's a bit too difficult. Bye. Oh, so, uh, yes. For all well, the listeners out there, that's how we like to roll. That's some hard-hitting journalism right there. I like to think that when people go to festivals, they have horror stories in their mind about the toilet situation. And we, you know, basically, you know, ousted those rumours. We, we, uh, we cleared out the fakery and added the fact. Yeah, the toilets weren't that bad. No, they weren't that bad. And um, as a later note, I did pass poo <laughs> later on uh, in the literary in a toilet tent, and it was textbook. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you. Um, yeah, so basically, the, most of the footage that we have uh, managed to get from this year's latitude is on the Friday, where we did Bugger all. Yes. All day. We ate some stuff, grumbled, and then went to bed. Yeah. Is grumbling euphemism for having a poo? <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't grumble. you didn't grumble the whole of fr- Friday. No, I didn't. I was I was pretty much uh, bound up until uh, late on Saturday when I managed to um, relinquish my cargo. <laughs> um, anyway, the point being is that, yes... Um, we could have done better. Yeah. But what's interesting now is I did a report while you were away because when you soddled off to uh, bloody London uh, with, with your thing... For instance, by the way, listener, if you are interested to know the outcome to the uh, sheet situation, we will we'll reveal the outcome to that before the end of the show. No spoilers right now. OK, good. But uh, you pissed off to London early in the morning. How was your Saturday morning leave? Was it, was it painful? No, it was pretty cool. I just left my tent there because I knew I was coming back. Got in the car with Mark, had a nice relaxing drive. Aww. And so in 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 answer to you, Paul, yes, yeah. I do not regret leaving. 
you there at Latitude are going to London to return on the Sunday. In every way, it was the right decision. And you were trying to persuade me. No, and Mark and Gavin, we all said you should stay at the festival and have fun times. And... Get more eaten, bitten, get more horse fly, maybe on my bollocks or something. <laughs> There's no fly of any state that would go anywhere near your fusty, musty old bollock sack. Oh, it ain't happening. Is this Eli's genital simile hour? What simile <laughs> <laughs> about your little crow's beak? Oh, well, right. at least my crow's beak doesn't look like it's got rabies. Oh, your foaming, no. dirty cock end. Oh God! See, it is Eli simile cock end hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's the next podcast I'm trying to produce. So. Uh, yes, I'm glad I did it. I got a nice sleep in a bed. Took a poo any time I wanted. Good. Can we move away from the poo humour now? I think we've, you know, at this and the Nazi stuff really isn't the stuff we should be reaching for as comedy professionals. And then returned refreshed. Yes, we did. But would you like to know what happened while you were away? Oh, yes. Then let's find out in the next clip. It's Saturday, day three. I am now alone. Eli left this morning with Mark Allen. Head back to London to do a gig until three in the morning and then head back here the next day. Oh, well, Sunday. Um, So what have I done today? Uh, Not much. I went to... um, I did nothing. I've done nothing. It's hot and I'm wearing jeans because I'm an idiot. So, yeah, Eli's tent is next to mine now. Empty. A lot of people obviously happy that he's gone. But Eli's tent lies barren next to me. Reminding me of something like a haunted house. No one speaks of it. No one stares. Goes in. No one's afraid to stay the night there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a creepy little grizzly little gravestone. And I believe the ghost will return Sunday. So what else have I done today? I have ventured into the shopping area. You have to leave your camping area, go through to the main performance arena where all the different tents and shops and things are. And then you have to go to the area where there's all shopping, where the main camp area is. And um, there's all kinds of shops there. But they have a supermarket which is open 24 hours. So I decided to go in along and get some props um, and surprises for the show on Sunday. Which I did, and that was very easy. I popped into the shop, got my stuff, left, and then I went to head back to the main arena. And then I remembered the floor in my plant. Don't go with anything in your bag that you've just bought from the supermarket because you're not allowed to take any drinks or food into the main arena because there are people there selling stuff for an extortionate price that they're making you buy as a result. So a lot of people end up getting frustrated because they've just bought these candies and tins of pops and tins of booze and they can't take it into the performers area. Um... And I found this out. So the guy was going through my bag, and he goes, well, you can't take that through and that through. And I was like, well, listen, all I'm doing is going back to the performer's camping area. And that is literally straight through, straight into the camp site. And the guy was like, oh, I'm going to have to check with my uh, supervisor or whatever. And she came over. And then she found this, the thing I'm talking into, the voice recorder. She was like, no, 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 no. Do you have a permit? Permit for, permit for recording at the festival? Well, I'm not recording at the festival. So goes, well, I don't know that. And I know... And I said, I know you know that. So I told her what was there. I was going to use it for a podcast and this, that, and the other. Personal viewings. Not here to record 
with music just to record my opinions. She's having none of it, and she goes, well, I think the best way now is if you just want to go back to your campsite, go the long way around, ask someone to take you a buggy to go from gate F to gate B or whatever it was. And then the next few moments turn into like a Zelda game where you're not allowed to go through the main gate, so you've got to go the back way around, which I did. I spoke to two people sitting at a gate, and they obviously don't know the area, considering they're working for it, and point me in the wrong direction. And then I met a guy who basically gave me a cheat code. He went, well, you could, you could get the... Uh, shuttle round but you might have to wait of age and you might you know be waiting some time but he said here's the thing if you go around to that corner over there the w- where the white tent is points to a white tent and says and you just go through that entrance back into the main area that way the guy on the gate there does not give a fuck and will let you through so I went there showed my arm badge didn't inspect the bag and I was in into the arena and back to my tent where um, I decided to drink some Pepsi and have a chocolate bar the Pepsi was £1.20 from the tin and the Mars, well it's a double decker my personal choice which is, um, it was two for £1 which is actually the big best deal I've had here two for anything for a pound is good so I'm just going to enjoy that for a bit maybe have a bit of a nap, it's still fucking hot here, still hot I prefer to sit just outside and get the breeze, what there is of it when it comes so that's it for now day three report one over with hopefully bump into some people later and see what happens. So, um, signing off. Uh, it's just before midnight on Saturday, day three of the Latitude Festival. I'm in my tent. Met up with some university friends tonight who happened to be there. That was very nice. Sat and watched Keith Allen. Well, not Keith Allen, Keith Allen's evening of events in his alcove. Uh, interesting act who to be honest I thought was Keith Allen putting on an accent until it turned out it wasn't him just goes to show how much I know uh, what else happened so I was in the woods up uh, in the woods having a quiet cigarette and three gentlemen uh, came in and started talking behind me wasn't paying much notice until one of them said ooh John's got his willy out now I wasn't going to turn around at this point but I was, judging by their voices, in close proximity to wherever the penis action was. And to cut a very long story short, they all apparently got their penises out and began thwacking against each other's thighs. Well, not each other's thighs, their own thighs, I guess. So I'm sitting there having a cigarette and probably not too many feet away from my head were a couple of thwacking penises. I think what capped it all off, though, and my cuter move was when two kids ran out of the bushes not too far away, ran into the scene to see what could only have been me, a man facing away from the sound of three men thwacking their penises, and one of them just said, this sucks, and ran away. And I left not too far after. Uh, Saw Porter's head. That was nice. And that's been my report so far. Bit of a quiet day. Tomorrow's the big day. Geekatorium at the Literary Arena. 10.30 till midnight, I think. It's going to be a full-on show extravaganza. So I'm going to have an early night tonight. Maybe a few sips of my JD and Coke. And a spliff or two. And then Betty Bow's by time for me. And that concludes my um, evening of events. So yes, that's what happened to me. I got... um pushed around 
by a person at the gate who wouldn't let me through with my bag because it was full of uh, apparently cocaine and crack. So what, the gate between the main festival and the performers camping? Yeah, you know, like there's the main arena where all the theatre spaces are and the arenas and stuff like that. But on either, on each side, almost opposite, you've got the main campus area where there's shopping and there's stalls. And then the other far end, you've got the entrance to where the performers stay, right? Yes. But you're not allowed to take anything from the main camp stroke shopping area back into the main arena because that's where they sell their own food and drink. So you're not allowed to take food and drink into it. However, if you're a performer and you go to the shop, you can't take what you've bought through the uh, main arena back yeah. to your area. You've got to go yeah. all the way round. <laughs> oh, the injustice of it all. It, well, this is the thing. In the end, a guy just said, go to that guy over there. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll let you through. And that's what happened. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty much. So I got the last laugh and the first. Because also I had my recorder with me and they were like, oh, you're going to illegally record the, the music and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, no, I'm recording it for a podcast. And seriously, one person said, what's a podcast? Well, some people don't know, Paul. Some people. So that was that. Uh, it was weird having your spooky little tent next to me like a gravestone. You're not being there, just haunting oh the area. And then the, the, the men in the woods thwacking their penises. Yeah, that's particularly disturbing. It was, because I literally could feel the whisp of air from the displacement of, of their penis. Uh, rather, I'll rephrase that, the displacement of air from the whispering penis. <laughs> they could have been, I don't know how close they were to me, but you I could, could definitely feel a draft. You could feel a breeze coming off their cocks, flapping oh, in the wind, basically. More than you know. And um, it was deeply awkward, because I'm just sitting there having a lovely smoke, and then all you can hear is... Uh, and then two more joined in for a, a cock chorus of th dick thwacking, I guess you could call it. Mm. Thank God those fourteen-year-old boys helped break the ice. Yes. So that that was that was that was my day until you returned the following day. I, indeed, I did. Yeah. A better man. Uh, uh, well, no, as as we're literally just about to find out. So um, let's find out what happened when uh, you returned. You know, you went away, you did your little DJ set for your little pennies that you earned doing it for paying your tawdry little music. And then I asked you to bring a few props back with you, you know, like a sheet and things for the, for the show. And uh, let's see what happened there. Shall we? Shall we? Yes, yeah, shall. Let's shall. Let's shall. shall. All right. Good. Sunday evening, 9.30. The show is... Ahead of us in an hour and 15 minutes time, we're backstage at the Literary Arena. And I'm with Eli, who turned up with, guess what, everybody? No sheet. No bed sheet, no towel, no nothing. He didn't turn up with the one thing I ever going to ask him to do. And yet he still showed his dirty face. Apologise. I'm sorry, Paul, and anyone else that I've affected by my actions. I'm very remiss. It was remiss of me to forget the sheets and I don't know what happened and I'll be resigning. No wonder Matt Crossy didn't want you for Humble Quest, eh? No wonder. <laughs> don't put that out, don't put that out. Uh, edit point. <laughs> so, tell me about your hot sausage you had today. Well, Paul, I thought I'll have a bit of a treat. I've been eyeing up this Texas Smoker barbecue stall since I arrived on Thursday. Um, and I thought that looks quality, you know. The, the serving 
staff uh, all wear cowboy hats. Does that that says authentic barbecue? To says that to me. And their big smoker behind them has got handles in the shape of steers' heads. Like a desperate Dan kind of cow pie thing. That exactly like that. Yeah. So I thought that again is pointing towards this being some kind of good barbecue. So I had the sausage. Of course you did. And it said smoked sausage. Yeah. So I thought, oh, it's going to be some kind of lovely smoked sausage. Like something with a bit of a, a you know, when the skin when the skin breaks and then there's some like, you know, some real some juice in there. It was your bog standard bready sort of calf like a sausage they'd sell you in Tottenham Court Road tube stop outside in the middle of the night where they just burn onions and everyone goes oh Ali, I can smell onions <laughs> why does that you know anyway very very disappointing how much fiver so not not huge rip off but still extremely expensive really so out of 10 what are you going to give the hot smoky barbecue sausage Four. Four seems about right. Well, how are you feeling about the forthcoming show? I'm very excited. I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to start drinking about ten minutes in. Oh, lordy flip. <laughs> ten minutes in? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Um, just give it 20. All right, I'll give it 20 for you. How long does it take to met- metabolise alcohol? About one hour per unit. So you won't be drunk till theoretically after the show? Oh, no, I can get drunk quicker than that. Don't be proud of that, though. I'm not proud of it. It's a disease. (laughs) And on that delightful bombshell, we're going to stop and come back, potentially just before the show or just after. Let's see what happens. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Twat. So, yeah, you forgot the fucking sheet. How many fucking times did I have to say to you, if you don't, if there's nothing else that you do, bring the sheet. Yeah, it was a it was a mistake. It was an honest mistake. I I made a mistake. You didn't make it, a mistake, mate. You were just as usual incompetent. And you know what? I'm docking you pay. No, d- now listen. I'm docking your pay. No. If you came to work, you know, on a building site and you didn't have your helmet, you wouldn't get to work that day. They'd send you home, right? I'm but docking the, your pay. The sheet was not in any way essential. I think you'll find it was. We had to use a great big piece of white paper, which didn't really have the same effect for me. Uh, it didn't float in the breeze like I wanted it to during the necessary moments. And frankly, I felt my performance was hindered by it because yes. you, you couldn't simply go straight home and do the first thing was simply put it straight into your bag and forget about it. You could have done that, but you didn't. You're just bitter because you didn't have the requisite ability and talent as a physical performer. Oh, oh to, I to made br- it work. I made it- that work. But, mate, you handcuffed me. You handcuffed me to what I had to use. A bad sportsman blames his tools, workman. Tools. Yeah? Well, you're a massive fucking tool, and I'm blaming you, all right? <laughs> you cock. You're a massive dick cock. That's what you are. The show was good. The show, luckily, was good. Now, I don't think we go into too much detail in the next clip, but um, we had to start late, and the show was already the last thing on that night on a Sunday. So we weren't as packed as, you know, other shows there, but I think we put on a really good show. Yeah, it was okay, wasn't it? Yes, Sarah Bonetto was there, and the Story Beast uh, was there, uh, uh, having lots of fun. I thought all the sections worked. We had uh, Alex Edelman do a guest spot, and uh, he was amusing. 
And fair play to him, he worked his stand-up to make it sound like it was appropriate for the show in a geek way, so I appreciated that. Diplomatic. That's a very diplomatic way of putting it, but at least he made an effort to turn up and stuff like that, you know? It was good. Yeah, you know, because some people, I uh, know, don't bother, like, forgetting sheets and shit like that, you know? They just think they can rock up and think, I mean, I'm childhood. I don't give a fuck. Right, I get mine. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, yeah, the show was well-received. The, the, the uh, Starbomb video was a lot of laughs. And, contrary to popular opinion, I got a couple of hundred people to sing Rupert and the Frog song and let off party poppers at the end. That, my friend, is I end the show. That was a mistake. It was not a mistake. Everyone was enjoying it. People were waving their phones in the end in a wavy way because you obviously can't use lighters at the tent. So, you know, that's a thing. Waving their phones. Just because you're dead inside, because you're bitter and miserable and you haven't accomplished what you thought you would in life by this point, and so everything that you do is inwardly quite negative, by all means, you know, push that out onto the public who are enjoying, enjoying the cheese factor. Okay, Paul, just say what you think. I yeah. am. And you know what? Maybe it would have gone easy of you if you hadn't, you know, let's say it together, hadn't forgotten the sheet. Can you say that with me? Yes. Hadn't forgotten Shut the up. sheet. Your cunt. That's what you are. Oh, right. You're okay. a cross between a trans, 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 Tasmanian devil and a suicide note. That's what you are. You're a crossbreed of woe. You're a crusty nut. You're a... You're a Shite Chimera. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, so I've got, I've got, I'll get off my chest. I'm just annoyed. You annoyed me. So I'm sorry. I'd just like to say sorry, Paul, for making you feel lonely by going back and earning money at a bloody latitude. That's so fine. I'm... That's fine. Leave me alone. I got by. I met up with some friends. That was all great. You, you, you didn't la- turn up with a sheet. You didn't turn up with a sheet. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing, all right? Oh. One responsibility. I booked the show. I cast the show. I made it happen. All the PowerPoints brought all the props. I asked you to bring one fucking thing, something you could fold up flat and put into your bag and not have to worry about it. And you couldn't do it because you are a twat. Okay, Paul. Yeah, sorry about the sheet. I'm docking your pay. Um, let's play the final clip. The Gigatorium has performed its first and hopefully not last. Gigatorium. All right. Think about what you were saying. Just plan it all out. That word ahead. Eli is not being a part of Gigatorium anymore. <laughs> anymore. Oh, I thought that through. Every single fucking word. I thought that through. Hey, you fuck. So anyway, That's the gi- like when you did on stage when you were like, "So, Eli, you like to collect vinyl, don't you?" And I went, yes. And you went, what, what, come on. Yeah, but you could have said, you could have said something to the effect of, yes, Paul, I do. I like vinyl. I've been collecting since I was blah, blah, blah. But you're just like, uh, I'm going to be a cunt. I'm going to block you like a cunt. And then make a point of that. And then make it, turn it around so you're a cunt. Yeah. yeah. So no, we did the Geekatorium show at Latitude. We started late because of various problems with time shifts and audiences and the show being running over. But we got on there. We banged it out. We did an hour and 25 minutes of hot shit. We uh, played games. People won Haribo. Sketches were played. We ended with Rupert and the Frog song. Everyone was singing along. Party poppers went off. Done. Good show. Give me that I've got... Hello. 
This is the Latitude Report final version. For this year, at least. <sighs> Over and out. Think of every word you fucking say. Think of every word. Think of every fucking word. <laughs> you cock. Every sentence I say actually is a good sentence. Apart from that one. No, it meant sense. Meant sense. <laughs> such a cock boggle. I think Don't break the oven. No, I fixed it. Don't break the heater. Heater. Oven. Think about what you say, Eli. Think about what you say. What you say. Think about what you say. All right? Quanka. So we're just, you know, we're chilling out. There's so much booze left over from all the different shows that we have effectively done a bank heist on booze here. We've been like, uh, yeah, having it, having it, having it, having it. Um, we had great guests. Uh, I'm feeling kind of high. Feeling kind of good. Feeling kind of high and kind of good. I'm glad someone Yeah. You better save me some of that, you wank. Yeah, you fucking wank. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling in a good mood. And hopefully, based on tonight, I think they'd have us back, wouldn't they? We got on well with everyone here, and the audience liked it, and the acts liked it. And There's no telling. But I think we should, uh, yeah, I'd like to. Follow up with an email. Yeah, do that, yeah. Yeah. Dear Festival... We'd like to come back, send Paul Gannon. That'll get through. I was going to burp, but I, I didn't. <sighs> anyway, this is all thrilling material for the podcast. <coughs> I did it! Yay! I'm going to call that a win. So there we go. That's all our clips done. Uh, it kind of degenerates towards the end of the report, Paul. I think it? it was already in a slightly corpse-like state at the beginning and uh, became a rotting flesh zombie. If you could pause there for a second, I just want to check if you wanted to completely deconstruct my character and have a mad, like, uh, you know, disproportionate go at me again before we stop the recording. I think what you need to know, Eli, at this point is that um, the reason why I said all this stuff is so it goes out as a podcast and people get to listen and kind of get to know the real you. you oh, know, get oh, to know the real you. Oh, brilliant. The kind of upside down bog brush with a fag and a drink hanging out of its mouth. Oh, 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 really? Well, at least I'm not an actual bog brush. Oh, bog yeah. brush. Is that what we've got become? Bog brush. <laughs> That's it. Listener, it... me and Eli actually respect and love each other and work well as a team. This is all character. You look like a TV presenter from... Jackabo, Jackabo, cut touch kids. <laughs> That's che it. Go on, say it. Chechnya. Oh, all right. I'll give you that. It's a spin. Yeah. 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 So, um, obviously... You know... Chechnya TV presenter. Anyway, podcast listener, obviously these are just characters we play. Because, of course, in real life, Eli couldn't be that fucking feckless and, and idiotic and pathetic in real life. Not, not at all. It's, it's a character. Isn't that right, Eli? So, Paul, um, do we have any shows coming up where people can see this glorious, glittering repartee? Yes, we do. Uh, Cheap Show is coming back live to London uh, from September. Um, if you want details on when our next shows are coming up, we have three in September, one at the beginning and two at the end um, to look forward to. No exact dates right now, but we are going to be taking two shows in London and one to the Liverpool Comedy Festival in September. For all the details, go to www.thecheapshow.co.uk and we have a Twitter 
at the cheap show pod which you can follow us on so um yes we have an official soundcloud account now cheap show we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're a completely independent beast that's good isn't it that's very good thanks everybody so um basically yeah if you enjoy the podcast we'd like you to show if, if Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast and our seven previous podcasts. And if you do, please like, review, uh, subscribe and share. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher. Uh, We're going to be doing two episodes a month, one live, one pre-record. And uh, we'd like you to spread the word if if, if possible. Um, We've got some great guests in the past and we've got some great guests coming up. And uh, Ash will be joining us for the live shows as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. Just the way you do admin is so tedious, man. Oh, that's because some of us have responsibility. <laughs> you know, I, I can't ask you to do admin because you'd probably forget something, wouldn't I you? I could have said that. Go on, then you say then. And if you enjoyed the, the Cheap Show podcast, you can find us online. Just put Cheap Show into Google and you'll find our podcast. You won't, though, because there are other websites that call Cheap Show and there's a band called Cheap Show as well. Fucking do your research. <laughs> All right, good. So that was our Latitude 2015. Hopefully we'll do one next year. We might even have a few more festivals to do next year as well. So um, this could be a regular thing. Cheap yes. show at the festivals. We should always do a festival uh, special if we go to a festival. Yeah, I believe as well. We're going to be doing a very special cheap show at Comic-Con in October. Fingers crossed. That's something mm-hmm. to look forward to. Anyway, the bottom line is go to www.thecheapshow.com co.uk where there's videos and podcasts and articles and all kinds of stuff and uh, we recommend you do so this is paul gannon saying uh goodbye and eli do you have any final words sorry about the sheep for fuck's sake goodbye <laughs>